It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, c'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. Before I start the show, I want to tell you a little conversation I had with with many friends of mine actually, and it's interesting because I don't want anybody to get depressed. And what I've seen and witnessed, and lately with friends of mine, uh, single women that are divorced. Um, is a little tendency to really feel like this is a failure in life to divorce. I know it's surprising in 2020, but I just want to say it out loud. The measure of happiness is not based on being married or single, but only based on your measurements. And it's not only because, you know, you're married that you're happy. There's many people happy that are married and probably equally the same amount that are unhappily married or there would not be 50% of divorce. So please don't measure your self-esteem or your happiness, whether you have a ring on your finger or not. And take it from me because I've never been married and I'm still a happy fellow, ready to go and ready to do this show. Any questions, 855-905-8255. If you want to share a romantic moment, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cora. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So I want to know what someone has done for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I actually met my current fiancé over in a wedding in in Germany. (laughs) Uh, We met in a wine cellar. Uh, I was there as the, the maid of honor, and um, he was there on the, the groom's side. Mm-hmm. And it, it was one of those things where, you know, we caught each other's eye from a, a, across the cellar, and um, uh, we were just kind of inseparable after that. Like, you know, at first, was, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship. I just got out of kind of a bad one, and, you know, I'm here in Germany for only like seven days. I, I don't want to get involved or anything like that. But he was really persistent and kind and and funny. Um, and of course, him speaking multiple languages was very attractive. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, we, we spent the next three days together um, just inseparable. And he would wow. like bring me lavender in the morning. and <laughs> Lavender in the morning. Wow. Yes. He would he would pick because we were in this small um, village in Germany called Deidefeim, and um, so he would like pick lavender, and it was just the the kindest thing. It was just a small gesture, and yes. um, yeah. So we were inseparable, and it was you know it was the last night, it was the wedding, and we were just kind of talking about the future. And he asked if he could come visit me in the United States. Um, he didn't want it to end, and you know I kind of figured like oh maybe this. It'll just be a romantic story one day or something like that. Like right, right, right. The guy that I met one time. Um, yeah, and he ended up coming over to um, America like five times in like six months. <laughs> wow. And yeah, now I'm I'm moving over to Germany. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. Well, congr- congratulations. I got to ask you this detail. Does he still bring you lavender in the morning? Okay, but he does. It's not every morning, but um, just recently I had a birthday, and he he actually put fresh lavender in the picture frame and pressed okay. it, um, and put our future wedding date on it. So it's like he still gifts me with lavender like all the time. It's the sweetest thing. Okay, well, good <laughs> good luck to you with that new life in Germany, and it, it's a great country, and 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 uh, you you're gonna have a great time. So congratulations, and thank you for for sharing that unique story with us tonight. Thank you for 
thank you. Changing gears, I'm going to go help somebody who sent me an email because he's having, I would say, some trouble in his marriage and he needs my help. So let's get to that email next on The Rendezvous. Say you have a question about your relationship, your partnership or your marriage and you can't call me, just send me the question in an email at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what is going on between Chad and his wife lately? Chad says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Chad. My wife has been receiving phone calls from her guy friends over the past two weeks concerning their dating problems, divorces, and cheating wives. And this seems odd to me. I'm not a real jealous guy, and I let a lot go. But if I was getting calls like this from female friends, I know I'd be in trouble. I have talked with her about it and how I think that they are fishing, but she thinks it's no big deal and tells me not to worry. But yeah, still worried. Thoughts? Mm. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you, Chad, for uh, your email and for, <laughs> for listening to The Rendezvous. Uh, let, me, let me address this next for you, Chad. My answer is coming. What would you do if, let's say in the last couple of weeks, you realize your partner was receiving phone calls uh, from her guy friends concerning dating problems, divorces, cheating wives, and so on. And you feel, and that's why Chad sent me that email at therendezvousshow.com, that, you know, even though you're not jealous, it's kind of strange. And that if you would do the same thing and get calls from girlfriends like this, you'd be in trouble. So I know Chad talked to his wife, and, and his wife thinks it's not a big deal, and she told him not to worry. But, Chad, you're still worried. So here's the thing. Once in a while, just if you really feel there's a problem, ask your wife to put a phone on speaker when it's one of those guys calling her. And if there is nothing inappropriate or just it's just blah, 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 let it go and don't worry about it. And that's it. I would, I would just test, you know, the reality of it. And I don't think there's anything going on personally. I think, you know, she shouldn't do it that much. But I want you to make sure that's reality. So let's see what happens when you put the speakerphone on and go from there. Hope that helps. You calls are next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question or a doubt about your relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jen. Bonjour, Simon. What is going on between you and your guy? Okay, well, this guy that I'm dating, he's kind of made it a point to tell me that he's, like, dating other women and bringing them to the same places that we go. Like, last night we went to dinner and he was saying how he brought this other girl to that restaurant and how she liked her food and they had a great time together. And it's just really weird and I don't know why he's doing this. So, yeah, that's kind of strange. I agree. Jen, um, how long have you been dating this guy? Um, we've been dating for about three, four weeks, so almost a month. Okay. So uh, I found it a little passive-aggressive what he's doing towards you. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a way to put you down. Here's what he's doing. By doing this, even though I know you're not exclusive, right, because you haven't had the talk yet. So basically it's just breaking your ego to make you feel without saying it that whatever he's doing with you is not so much better than what he's doing with other women and he's putting that in your mind. And and that doesn't feel good, right? No, it feels pretty bad. Yes, that's the trap. Now, you've got to ask yourself, Jen, why would I want to date such a jerk? Is there any good reason you can tell me of why you should stay with a dude like this? 
Honestly, I just think we have a lot of really good chemistry, and I feel like when I'm with him, I'm really attracted to him, and I just want to see where it goes. Well, so here's the dilemma. In your intuition, do you think this guy is a good guy or a player? Uh, I think he's a player. Okay. Well, now you know the truth. It's up to you to continue to date a player for fun and just decide, you know, I just want to enjoy non-commental relationship for a while. And why not? That's your right. But you know now that you've got to protect your heart because players plays on you and your heart. Okay? Yeah, you're right. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but that's the truth. He's really, really good looking, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you can enjoy his good looks for a little longer. I'm not saying break up with him now, tomorrow. I just say, you know he's a player. He plays you and he plays other women until you decide it's enough for me to play. You decide, you know, the future. But I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you who he is. Okay? Okay. No, you're right. All right. Jen, thank you so much for calling and good luck to you. Thank you, Simon. I gotta ask you this question. Have you ever just decided to stay with somebody just because of their good looks or their charm? Let's talk about that next on the rendezvous. Have you ever stayed with somebody a little too long after you've discovered, like my last caller Jen said, you know, I think, you know, this guy may be a player. Yes, he is, but she said he's so cute and I want to stay with him a little longer. So I'm asking you this question. Have you ever stayed with somebody a little longer? Let's be honest, for two reasons. A, they're so cute or B, they're so attractive. You know, whatever the name you want to use for that. And, and the fact is, I think it's not the end of the world to do so. I think it's okay if you know what you're in for. The only thing that you can't forget is that no matter how beautiful a face is or a body, you know, this or that, protect your heart at all costs. And I'm going to share with you a story where I've learned this lesson the hard way. So uh, this, this is going to be funny. My funny story is coming up next. So, you know, when I say, would you date somebody longer, even though you know they're just not into you, but just because they're so beautiful, charming, and so cute. And my last call of Jen said this guy was so cute that she wanted to stay with him, even though she knew he was a player. So here's what I did more than once. I stayed in relationships that I don't think the woman was so into me, but I got to say the truth, it's because she was so cute or so beautiful. And, and then, you know, it broke my heart and I end up on my derriere and said, damn, that hurts. But I did it again and again and again. It's life. C'est la vie. Frank Sinatra saying, you know, that's life. That's what people say. Well, listen, I can't blame you for that because at the end of life, my father's 92, he always said, listen, all of this seems, you know, fun and not the end of the world. So just, I can't lecture anyone who stays longer with somebody who's just too cute or too beautiful. I've done it. But it hurts at the end. It never ends up well. So you got to take that in consideration too. But that's life too. Anyway, any questions on that or personal questions about your relationship? 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. It's the love line of the rendezvous for your questions. Riley, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What is going on with your husband? Um, well, my husband told me that he had an 
ooh la la dream about my best friend, which made me really, really? upset. And he said wow. that he thought I would find it funny, and that's why he told me. But he doesn't understand why I'm so upset about it because it didn't actually happen. What didn't happen is then he never had ooh la la with her, right? No, it didn't actually happen. It's just a dream. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because why would he be dreaming about her? That, and why would he tell you about the dream? Passive-aggressive. Exactly. It's passive-aggressive. So he's trying to tell you a message. Uh, and you know him better than me, but I have a little idea of what is the message. What do you think the message is? Uh, I think he's attracted to her. Or maybe, and that's why he's passive-aggressive telling you this, he would like you to do in his dream whatever he imagined with your best friend, and it's about you guys' ooh-la-line and romantic connection that he's talking about. That, in my opinion, is the meaning of the dream. Something may be missing, so he took the wrong approach, but in the message what he delivered... It's maybe between you and him, the attraction, the chemistry you got to work on, maybe the exotism of it, whatever it is, which is not my business. But I feel in this dream, there's a message of, I wish we did this together. And instead of you face, he put her face. I think that's what this is about. Oh, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. So the good thing is, I don't think he wants to so much ooh-la-la with her. It's whatever he dreamed of, he wants to do with you. But he didn't dare to say that, so he used her. Okay, I can get into that. Okay, so now you know what to do. So, you know, play playful, not jealous, and show him who uh, is boss in the house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, Riley. That's my interpretation of your dream. So I hope that helps you. Yes, thank you so much, Simon. You're most welcome and have a good night. Thank you. As a general rule, do you think it's healthy to share your dreams with your partner? Let's talk about that next. Whether you are in a relationship or partnership or marriage, do you think it's healthy to share your dreams with your partner? I don't think so. Actually, I know not to do that because the dreams we you know, have are the, uh, you know, the product of our subconscious. And most of us who are not therapists or who have actually not been therapy for years at least, we are not equipped to understand the dreams of anyone. And we go first degree and we don't know what it means. So our partners are not a therapist. And uh, I think it's a recipe for disaster to do that, whether it's a nightmare or a dream or a nulala dream. I think those should be written in a notebook for ourselves or told a shrink if you are in therapy, but don't share that with your partner. And I, again, made many mistakes. That's one of them. I'll tell you a story where I did that and what happened. Next. So... You know when I say don't do like me, do better than me? I mean, because of all the mistakes I've made, this one is another one. When I was much younger, young dude in Paris, my 20s, you know, you do what you can, don't have much success, you know, with women because you're goofball of 21, 22. 
And uh, the only thing I had is that, you know, my mom was studying psychology, my sister's a shrink, and I had a therapy. So I knew a little bit about the dreams. And uh, to try to charm, I remember this girl, I would always listen to her dreams and try to, to do an interpretation that was totally uh, ridiculous for most of the time. And uh, the more I did that, the less she was interested in me romantically, of course, because if you play shrink, you know, that's it. Don't play shrink with your partner. So uh, after a while, uh, she said my interpretation didn't make any sense. And then she never really reached out to me anymore. And I've lost all chances. So don't play shrink. Don't do like me, like I did. Do better than me. Just be a partner. And that's what matters. We're not here to play each other's shrinks. Any other questions? Call me, 855-905-8255. Something is on your mind. Just call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Travis. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Um, so basically, I am uh, right now on the opposite schedule of my girlfriend. We've been dating for two years. Um, and since we, when we started dating, you know, our schedules pretty much lined up. It was great. But now our schedules are kind of flip-flop. And I'm just wondering how I should go about scheduling it and making sure that, you know, it's good for both of us, that we're still getting the romance. We're still, you know, spending quality time. So what time exactly is your schedule than hers? So I get it. So she leaves the house at about 6 a.m. And I leave the house at about 8 p.m. And I'm gone most of the day. So, yeah, so I've, we don't really see each other until, like, 10 p.m. Okay. Um, and then what happens? You guys get along well? Do you guys you argue? Do you guys have a good romantic life? What's the status oh, yeah, right now? No. Like, when we finally see each other at the end of the day, we're, we're, like, completely obsessed with each other. We're, like, just in each other's faces. Not in a bad way, but, like, in a positive, great way. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I wake up and I have coffee with her before she leaves for work. Um, but, yeah, you know, whenever uh, we do see each other, it's, it's great. So it's working well. I mean, you guys have a good uh, dynamic right now. Yeah. Right. So the worry when you say we don't spend enough time, has she mentioned it to you? We don't spend enough time or that's a worry of yours? It's just a worry of mine. It's just something that I worry about. Why? Why do you worry about this if everything is going well? Um, I guess just because, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like uh, it's possible that people maybe grow apart uh, when they don't spend a lot of time together. You know what I mean? It's always something that that okay. I hear about happening in other relationships. I read about, you know, people have kids. Obviously, we don't have kids, but, you know, you just kind of start to live this separate life. Yeah. The good news I have for you is the contrary. It's the routine that kills um, the excitement. And um, monotony is your worst enemy. Monotony is the same thing every day at the same time. But when you don't have that much time together like you do have now, it's exciting and fun. So the space apart is oxygen to the relationship, so you can relax. I don't think you're in danger oh. of any problem right now. Okay, okay. That definitely makes a lot of sense. All right, Terry. So breathe that oxygen created by the distance and get excited when she comes home and when you come home. Make each other coffee, surprise each other, write love notes, leave it on the fridge, and enjoy. Because not to be on each other all the time can be very precious too. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate that. Anytime. Relax, enjoy the relationship, and have a good night. Thank you. So here's my question for you. Would you be upset if your partner was checking out other people in front of you? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous.
Would you be upset if your partner was checking out other people in front of you? Really, think about it. So I wanted to know how you felt. I posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Here are the results. So 45% of you voted, no, not so much, not so much upset. Doesn't really matter. 55% of you said, oh yeah, I would be upset if my partner was checking out other people in front of me. And I, I'm not so much. I don't, I mean, it's not pleasant, but it's not like, you know, the end of the world. I mean, I think everybody looks at everybody all the time. So you can look all you want. Just don't be, you know, not elegant. Look discreetly. That's the last advice. Thank you so much for listening tonight, by the way. Thanks again. I never take you for granted. So thank you for listening to my show. And I wish you a beautiful rest of your night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.